take advantage of the day. This shit won't happen more than once. No, I'm ready for whatever. Ready for the action. I'm still focused on my shit, but girl, I'm up for distraction. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy San Diego, a.k.a. the Heartbreak Kid, Diddy Michaels, a.k.a. Um, Diddy Escobar. To my left, my co-host. Hey, niggas. <laughs> you might want to turn it up a little bit. Yeah, we're going to turn it up. All right. Hello. There we go. That's better. All right. Cool. So, Steph, how have you been? How's your weekend? All that good stuff that I usually ask you. Um, cool. I've been baking back being bull. <gasps> I got to play with a pig on Friday. <laughs> Is this with White Bay? No, it's not. But it was with some white people. <laughs> Look at you out here trying to <laughs> expand your horizon. No, I'm not. I'm capped out on white people. I don't want to hang out with any. Sorry if you listen. I just don't care to hang out with any for a while. You, you've hit your white person quota for Oh, me. my God. Oh, my God. Um, outside of White Bay, even though he did. Remember last week I was like, oh, I don't want to go on a date. Well, I did go on the date, and he took me to Soto, and it was good. And we happened our waiter happened to be his friend so we got like most of our meal was not on the menu and then like some of it was just like on the house from the kitchen so it was really good and they did like all the pairings for us for our dinner too it's good to have friends in high and low places because um we always talk about having friends in high places like the ceos like the like but it's also good to have people your homies in the in the mix like okay you know the bartender you know, the bartender, the waitress, the waiter, uh, the shit, the bouncers. Like, it's always good to know people on different levels. Like, for example, Queen City Radio. Obviously, I, I don't have to show my ID there. Like, I walk in, they know me, I dap them up, I move on. Like, I'm pretty sure if I ever, knock on wood, if I ever lose my ID in Cincinnati, I could probably still get into the most of the most of the spots in Cincinnati because it's me. Um but I don't want to lose my D. I, I've, I don't want, I've been losing too much shit um, in 2018, so I don't want to lose that. Um, question, random question before we get because it's part about how my week has been. Have you ever realized that random, like random things, like turn you on and it shouldn't? Like not like uh, fetish wise, but more so it's like, like so like it was like like a nigga being on time because that ooh. Sure, but um. So this one, it was like I'm riding in the car with um with some with somebody this one this this woman, and she's generally a real like shy, quiet, real kind of introverted type of person. And if you know me, you know I'm not an introvert at all. I just have a social battery that sometimes expires. That's why I don't want to deal with y'all niggas sometimes. But she's very like the if we're talking like the classic introvert. Like, real shy, real kind of, like, closed-in, demure, soft-spoken, that whole thing. But, so we riding, and then, I guess, like, the we riding, the, this dude's on her bumper, crazy. And, like, she, while she's trying to figure out where we're going to go. So, we're on a date. Trying to figure out where we're going to go. You got a fuzzy in your hair. Good thing it's on the camera. Nope, it's on the other side. Good thing it's on camera. Um, um, so we was trying to figure out where we're going. Calvin was on a date, y'all. Anyways, trying to figure out where we was going to go. And then, like, out of nowhere, like, she just flipped this dude off, right? Like, 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 finger out the window, like, flip. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I know you had this in you. 
And that turned you on. That was it. Was like a little taken aback. She was driving. Yeah, she was. She was driving because I Ubered to where we were, and then we went from there. Um, Y'all go, Calvin. Couple different places. Couple different places. Like where? Like uh, we went to. We went to get food Mm -hmm. down on the banks. Um, Where on the banks? I know, but that's what the options were because that's that's where. Is that what she wanted to do? Yeah, so that's what the options were, um, and then just kind of rode out, did head a couple different spots throughout the night, trying to you know trying to figure out where it would be the most fun, um, but it was just like it surprised me, but it surprised me in a good way because it's one of those things where I know for myself and how I am, like there's a balance like i don't want i call it the little baby who don't listen i don't want the little baby who don't listen but i also don't want the one who's just like so demure and so like who won't kind of just like ever stand up for themselves like i want i want you to be someone who stands up for yourself and like has has some aggression to you but i don't want you to have too much aggression where it's counterproductive and so for a while i was thinking like for like for the time i met her she she's leaning towards the one who just doesn't have the aggression, doesn't have like that stand up for yourself type of mentality. And when she flipped off a dude, I was like, oh shit, all right, you do got it in you a little bit. Okay, hell yeah, turn up. But um, that's what I was talking about. So fr- that was Friday. Saturday, um, I spent most of it in the house watching college football. Um, go Ohio State beat Penn State um and then pulled out pull, pulled up for a little bit um and decided to take my black ass back home and another thing I realized I no longer feel bad for missing a, a what you doing text after a certain point because you knew better so it's like I'm I'm at the age now or it's like after a certain time what of it as in, like, if you text me what I'm doing or, like, that that that, mess, that, that, that bat signal after, like, a certain point at night, depending on the night. Oh, like when I say don't text me after 10 p.m. because I'm not going to answer. Yeah. It was like, I don't feel bad. Because it used to be, like, when you was younger, maybe when I was younger anyway, let me not speak for you. But boy, if you woke up in the morning and you realized that you missed a, you missed a, 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 a what you doing text, um... I hate you, by the way. I hate you so much. Um, but if you miss a, a what you do in text, like, you'd be so mad you didn't want to sleep. Girl, we need to talk about well, how you treat your friends. I wish I wish people could see what you just text. What you just text. I wish people could see this. Because you know you weren't you know you right. First of all. <laughs> you know you're not right. You know you're not right. Dude, don't try to defend this. You get the nerve of you. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. My bad. <laughs> the nerve of you. You call you call beloved a big body bitch. First of all, Cash Doll said it first, you and it's not her. a bad thing. It's a compliment. But the fact that she responded, you y'all gotta know how to call <laughs> you, Jay, and everybody else. Um, it's y'all gotta know how to like. <laughs> talk to people. We do. We know how to talk to each other. <laughs> Outside, because 
because she keep calling me something that I'm not going to accept. Who? Yes. And I'm not even going to, because I'm not going to even speak that energy on this here podcast. But you can't just call people big body bands. <laughs> you can't call people big body bands. That's a compliment. Uh, is it? Is it? We got to figure that out. And you- I just realized I was slurred. My bad. I don't know who I am today. I've had a headache for like <laughs> six hours. We're going to have to talk I'm to Gil. I'm on edge. I had an interview today for a job that I really want. And I'm trying not to speak on it because, you know, like energy, whatever. But at the same time, energy, claiming it. And I've had a headache ever since. And also, I worked out upper body yesterday, which I don't do. And so everything through this area... Through the, through the chesticles. Through the chesticles. And, right, like, particularly right in the armpit. Like, it just hurts. I don't think I've ever used those muscles before. Maybe not since track in high school. <laughs> anyway, I see, you don't distract. Okay, I'm now. sorry. <laughs> we gotta, listen, we gotta, Bring it on back. We're going to have to start these 10 minutes over again. Reel it in. All right. So, what I was saying. So, younger me. If I missed a, a what a what you doing text after a certain, like if I woke up to one that she shorty you feel like you missed out. Feel like I missed out. Be mad as fuck. To be, but you at twenty going on twenty seven. It it happens. It don't even matter. It don't because I take it sometimes as God is like, look, you, you ain't need that in your life. You ain't need to do that. Hey, message. Come on, so come on, somebody. And plus, I'm at the point where I'm like. How much sleep is this going to take away? <laughs> really? That's really what it boils down to. I've been thinking about, like, I hate, you know what's really irritating is when somebody wants to have, like, a what you doing, turn it into a conversation, and then ask if you want to come over. Like, I really wish more guys would just be like, hey, I'm trying to drop some dick off. You down and all. <laughs> but every time I do that to a guy, they, like, I think it's just, I don't know. They never, like, excuse me. Like, I'm on my way through. Because um, I, I think, so for me, again, as long, don't do, I don't do pop-ups. Don't pop up on me, right? No, it's like, I'm in the city, going to be over in, like, 30 minutes. Is that okay? See, that's better. Because you at least asked me and you gave me the opportunity to be like, nah, actually, it's not okay because X, Y, and Z. Or at least give me the time frame, like, oh, shit, I got 30 minutes to, like, make my apartment look preventable and, like, not like a fucking slob. Because that, that's, like, that's also the worst. Not not the worst is it's, like, when you come back to the house with somebody and you wasn't expecting company. And then you realize, like, right when you walk into. right, Your right shit ain't clean. Shit ain't clean at all. He was like, that's mm. why y'all need to, which mamas did, y'all need to wake up in the morning, put on the playlist, get your shit together, clean the apartment, and then go out for the night. Now you kids want to start drinking from the time you wake up, <laughs> listen to drink, talk about some you can't be alcohol, whatever the hell he said. You, you can't drink start, all day unless you start, start in, the in the morning. That's your problem. Y'all don't optimize your time. You need to clean up. And you can still drink and clean. Just get some more. Drink and clean from your house. And go out and meet people at two. I don't know why we need to start drinking at eleven in the morning with people. The niggas who always start drinking at eleven in the morning are never the ones who make it to like eleven. For a culture of people who all call themselves introverted, y'all don't stay in the house being introverted. That's because niggas don't know what words mean anymore. Sure niggas misuse words all the time. Like I'm an introvert, but you be out kicking it every weekend. I say like I feel like. When people mean introvert, they just mean their social battery 
drains faster. There ain't none of y'all some introverts. Y'all don't even know what it means to be alone. <laughs> Why are you reading? Why are you coming at niggas like this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So and then Sunday, shit. What do I do? Sunday? I ain't do. Did I do anything Sunday? Watch Insecure. I did watch Insecure. We gotta talk about Insecure. We gotta talk about it. We gotta have an honest conversation. In retrospect, I actually really like this season. Why? Because it was eight episodes of like that in between part of your life where you're figuring shit out, but nobody ever wants to talk about because it it's not a high and it's not a low. It's really just you figuring it out, figuring it out, and like going through those changes with your friends. Like for Tiffany's character to be the first one of her friends to have the baby and having to go make mommy friends, and then her single childless friends are feeling excluded, but then Tiffany at the same time is also feeling is excluded. also feeling excluded and like we don't typically have those conversations. Or like this very last episode where you see Lawrence talking to his dad, having a real conversation about like how him and his mom had all their shit and they had to like figure it out and put themselves together before they could be together. And then Lawrence and being like everybody comes with baggage and his parents are like, nigga, you me and your mama got baggage too. Like we decided to be together. And I think last episode I was saying how Maybe the episode before, I don't remember how I had a conversation with my therapist and she was like telling me like at some point you have to decide you want to intentionally date. And I think like that was a part of this season and like with Molly's character and her dating life with Andrew, like stop looking for so much, so many reasons to say like why you and a person won't work out, but take the time to figure out if you guys can. And we don't do that a lot anymore. Like, especially with social media is like it kind of has trained us that everyone and everything in your life is fleeting so you never have to stick with anything or sticking with a job like most people don't like millennials now like we're taught not to stick with a job past a certain amount of years right because it's which don't stay in anything that's not good for you but also there's groundwork that has to be done like you have to put in work to get to that next level that you want to see in your life which we saw a lot with molly's character and her new job and then we saw the other half of it with Issa feeling stagnant with her job and then leaving that situation and trying to discover, like, that next part of her situation. And when I was watching Sunday's episode, I was sitting there with my friends, and I was like, damn, like, this, like, that one episode, I saw a piece of me in every character, whether it was Lawrence or Chad or... Chad Hive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Chad. Or Issa or Molly, even Kelly, like, or even Nathan, because I've done a, like, disappeared and Listen, then popped back up, oh, like, no, hey. Like, like, hey, guys. Like, so for me, all right, a couple things. So first and foremost, we got Issa Ray, the, the creator, and her team, they finessed the fuck out of us, and here's why. It was eight episodes, roughly 30 minutes each, right? Which is, like, every season has been eight episodes, they roughly really, 30 minutes. They really finessed us. We, we really get finessed away the year for four hours of content. That's just crazy. And and I think for me, the reason why I noticed it this year is because it felt this season, I mean it felt, felt like it was dragging, but not in a good way. Not only drag, it felt incomplete. It felt like it felt it felt rudderless as it was just kind of going on the ocean. And I think but it also felt rushed as in they were trying to rush through certain aspects. Certain aspects, certain uh parts of the storyline in order to because they only got thirty minutes, they only got eight episodes. Um, like how did like for example, how the hell did we go from uh Nathan and Issa like, you know, having that long ass first date 
to a month of him ghosting her. Like, when to, to that a, was like a month. To a month of him ghosting her after, like, apparently they, like, all in all in the feels. Like, how, like it felt, and it was, like, uh, between two episodes, maybe. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, how, how y'all catch feelings like this? Um, so it felt incomplete and it felt rudderless to me. To me, also, it was a, I think it was a, the worst season so far. Um, which I mean, it's only three seasons, so but I think it was the worst season so far. Uh, oh, but next season's gonna be spicy. I mean, I hope. I mean, because because like so so all right. So for those who maybe need a little bit of a refresher, this whole episode it, it was called Ghost Like because it was like the ghost of people's past coming back. Um, even Jared pulled up and shout out to Mo- shout out to Molly's homophobic ass. Shout out. No, like she's like she's homophobic. Call out. She's she's homophobic. We're gonna like, call out. <laughs> we're not shouting her out. We're calling her out. You knew what I meant. Anyway, well, you know we're gonna give a call out. Cause she Ooh, saw her character hasn't grown. Her character, boy. We need more Kelly less Molly season four. I, I'm Honestly, in, I'm, yes. in, I'm interested in seeing how Kelly is moving and shaking through these streets, man. But um, the lady who plays Kelly, she has done her interview and says she she prefers being the writer mm-hmm. more than being an actress in the show. So that's why she intentionally does not write Kelly into the show. And I'm like, but you, out of everyone in this cast... You, you got your shit together. We need a little bit more of that. Listen, at least, and and plus, like Kelly's just hilarious. Um, I feel like she ad libs most of that too, because she's a writer. Like I think she has that ability to kind of just hit in with those quick one liners. But so, call out or you know, Molly sees Jared at the park, um, for like the the last dragon showing that they took Issa to for her birthday. Which and, I didn't know it was a real movie. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely a real movie. I didn't know that. Definitely a real movie. Um, and so, what the fuck? and so then like Molly, you first, first Molly's like, oh, like hey, you know, it's kind of like happy to see Jared, and then this other man pulls up, says, hey, like you know, we got our seat ready or whatever the case may be, and Molly's homophobic ass immediately assumes that like that's Jared's boyfriend because of Kavosa don't remember she kind of broke up or like left Jared alone after that was season one season one after um Jared had admitted to not even admitted he got head from but, a nigga yeah not even admitted he just said like he, he got head from a man um it was in regular conversation it, it wasn't it, it was it, it wasn't that's why I said that's why I said it wasn't admitted it wasn't like he it was like he confessed to a crime it was just like yo this happened in college I ain't like it here we go um which white men do that all the time. All the time. Do they? Yes. I'm asking not I'm not good question. I'm I don't know. I don't I don't have that. White guys will openly tell you how they've like experimented with other the other sex. Or and, the same or sex. Or the same sex. Huh. And then they'll just be like, Oh, well I didn't like it, so I went back to women. But I think there's something about like white manhood versus black manhood where they feel they're more open and able to do that. We're def- I mean, watch whiteness work, right? Like, we're definitely we're, we're, def- they're, we're definitely more able to be vulnerable in that space. It's actually open. But, anyways. I keep telling y'all, some of y'all need to try it. <laughs> you might discover a whole new part of you. 
Stop. Or if they don't want to try it, it's okay not no, to try it. No, you don't want to try it. Like, that's totally fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I feel like some of you do want to, and you feel like you'll be judged if you do it, so you don't. And I'm saying I feel like those who do should. No judgment here. Hey, live your best life. Do, do what you got to do to make yourself happy. I know y'all won't, but it's fine. But, so then, so Molly's assumption is she kind of has pie on her face when, um... It's found out that like Jared has like they were on a double date with their respective girlfriends, um, and so Molly kind of realizes like, oh, I'm really not shit. Uh, Did she? I think I think that caught an Andrew at the end where she was like you could tell she was like working through an apology and she it was like unnatural for her, but she was trying really hard. I think that was that was her trying to be, um, you know, kind of apologetic even though every woman on my timeline does swoon when they saw asian nigga with the hair down it was like oh my god he looks so damn good with his hair down i was like oh look at them freshly washed waves it's a saturday my nigga playing the game mm. <laughs> he looked good it was like mm. <laughs> it was like dude it was like do women ever i'm asking you do women ever like get that mm. When when but when men collectively thirst over somebody, like before you took your sabbatical, when you just saw everyone like thirst over, I don't know, like maybe Dick Rihanna or or because no, women was over there thirsting on Dick Rihanna. There's a difference. Like a lot of times when women are thirsting over men, it's just women thirsting over men. Versus when men are first thirsting over women, usually women are joining in. Like yes, that bitch is fun. Listen, you want to. You want to know some of the most disgusting replies to uh, when Young Ma posted that uh, that picture of her in the fashion over men set. Boy, the reply. The one with her leg up and she had. Oh. Boy, the reply. Yo, yo, women are disgusting. She. I wanted to sit on her face. Like I saw that, and I was like, Oh my god! Women are disgusting. Bro, face. someone told someone put in there like, I want you to nut in me. I'm like, I don't think she can. By like physics, she can't um, nut in you. There are. There are contraptions made that she could legitimately nut in her through the strap. Yeah, but it wouldn't be like her nut. It would be just artificial. You usually just put a what you would call it in it. Um, You're looking at me. I was like, you're looking at me like I know anything about this. You would put lube in there. Ah, really? Mm -hmm. Huh. You learn something new every day. But woman was like, I want you to nut in me. I was like, yo, y'all are wild. Women are disgusting. Man, if you ever think you are as nasty or as freaky as your woman, you're y'all not. Y'all not. not. Niggas are not nasty. Ooh. Triggered? No, I'm just saying. Like, niggas be like, ooh, I stuck a thumb in her butt. Like, I'm so gross. Like, no, you're not. Like, you are... Listen, you get a woman. You get a woman to trust you, boy. You start figuring out all types of shit that you ain't even know was a thing until she told you was a thing. I, I'm just gonna keep it like that. Um, but yeah, women are disgusting. Um, but so then back to insecure, and so and then another thing is Molly Nathan actually pulled up on Issa originally for her birthday, and then Molly hit the intercept like, "Hey, nigga, can we talk about this? How do you feel about that?" I like, I said I was like I would have taken the flowers and then like I would have put them in my back seat and given them to her 
afterwards. She, but she probably would have noticed the flower if she got in the car. It depends on where you put them. But my thing is, the way I feel about it, no, you know what I would have done? Taking the flowers, taking the card out of them, told her to put them in the apartment, taking her to the movie, and then say on the way back, be like, hey, I just want to give this to you. He stopped by on our way out. I didn't want to ruin the movie while we were out, but if you want to talk about it now, we can. And I told him what we were doing, and he knows to expect a call from, or he knows it's open to a call from you. I think that would have been the best option. Instead of Molly just like, hey, back, back, nigga, back, back. Because what Molly was doing was projecting. Molly likes to seclude every, like, I feel like ever since last season, when Molly figured out that her dad cheated on on her mom, mom, it really has, like, it has taken Molly's character on this ride. Where she of destruction and yeah, like she don't trust nobody no more. And then like her whole thing with Dro, like the idea of she talking about some when she apologized to Andrew and was like, oh, like I'm going through some with my ex, like ex, ex girl. That's a strong word because that nigga knew he never wanted to be with you. He told you what it was. His wife knew it. You never addressed, like even if there was like some illusion of this, his wife not knowing. You never went to his wife and said anything. So you're one side in this entire situation where. It's up in the air whether wife is, his wife knows, and it's. But up. even but even if it was up in the air, as the 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 best friend, like they were college friends, right? Like her, him and like the wife and Molly were like college friends, or was that they knew no, each other? Tro and Molly grew up together, but they knew and each other. She knows his wife, right? And so, again, it's one of the things going back to the season two discussion. Are they line sisters? Because then Molly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they know, they like they have, they're close to the point, or at least there's some sort of closeness where, like, if you thought, if you had any questions, you should, you had the relationship to be able to ask without kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Feeling weird about feeling it. weird about it. Like, hey, Dro told me this about you. You didn't even gotta say what you was. Yeah, fucking. you didn't even have. You could literally just be like, hey, so. Dro, like, said, he mentioned to me, like, you guys are, in, o- are uh, open relationship. Like, y'all be on, better yet, Dro told me you and, you and, um, you and be on that Will and Jada shit. Is that true? Like, literally, turn it into, like, a jokey joke. And, and, yeah, but you, but you ain't want to, you ain't want to get caught. So, you was complicit in the, in the fuckery, but you, then you caught feelings but in the fuckery. But, from what we know, there was no fuckery, though. But here's the thing: you caught feelings when you thought it was fuckery. You thought it was fuckery, and, and then, then when you realize, like dead ass, like he was honest. You know what I'm saying? Then you're you- mad because now this whole the idea of he's leaving his wife for me is not even a thing, which makes you the fucked up individual. Not Molly, a fuck girl. Yes, yeah. Molly, a fuck. And then, um, so that was another part of it. And I think even even Molly had that conversation. Like, I, I I'm just not the type of nigga that I can't. She's like, I can't cut off niggas like you. Like, I can't just... Cut. And nobody should... Like, not everyone should be that person. I think there's a, there's a healthy medium between what Issa does and what Molly does. They're, like, two extremes of a spectrum. And out of her life. As as for whatever. While Molly's is like, nigga, fuck up once. The slightest inconvenience, I'm out. And so... so Don't go snapping your finger and pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, too, can be Molly or Issa. Or Lawrence or Chad, 
or Kelly. And and the correct answer is somewhere in the middle of all these motherfuckers. Just everybody. It really just depends on which nigga I'm dealing with. And but I think the uh the biggest conversation what I took away from it was I mean the conversation Lawrence had with his dad um, that led to spoiler alert Lawrence is now kind of dating the new friend Issa made as far as to get her black party off the ground and we all see this is going to f- come in bless you we all see this is going to come to a head next season especially because like the girl what's her name I don't know her name but I don't think we ever know her we're name we're going to call her divorce Braid. I'm gonna call her Braid because that was a fabulous Braid. Or, or Divorce Bay because she was she was divorced. Oh yes, yes, or that. Um, it's so hot in here. Not. Um, and so Divorce Bay is kind of helping Issa walk through the block party because Divorce Bay was the one who planned the showing of the Last Dragon in the park, who kind of inspired Issa to like be able to kind of get shit done. And so you can see that. Issa's probably gonna fuck up the fumble the bag again because I hope not. She's gonna she's gonna get in she's gonna get into it with with like as far as like really come under her wing and then that's gonna be a revelation at some point in the season and she's probably gonna fuck up the bag because Issa always fucks up the bag the character not the creator. You know what though when a couple of things when Lawrence was talking to his dad at mm-hmm. first I like okay so my one of my friends works for. Well, one of my friends got to see the show early before everybody else, and he told me what was going to happen. But even when I was watching it, which I never get mad when people tell me things. I'd rather you ruin it. Whatever. I'm still watching it. Um, But when Lawrence was talking to his dad, originally I thought, like, oh, he was talking about Issa. And then when it turned out that he was talking about Divorce Bay and the fact that she was divorced, I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. And then even more so, I thought it was still about Issa when Chad was sitting in the park talking Chad, about like, how, how he his, got his fiance back. Yeah. And I thought, like, in that moment, Lawrence was thinking about, like... That one, I think it was about Issa. Because he was like, damn, she took her cheating ass back. Like, and he was like, yeah, you know how much I had to do? Like, but, but yeah. But that speaks in generous be generals because women are more likely to take a cheating ass nigga back than, than a man taking... Agreed. Niggas do take their... You know what it is? Niggas do not cheat quietly, but they will discreetly take their cheating ass uh, significant other. Yeah, like, but it's opposite for, for women. Women, women will cheat. cheat discreetly but we'll, and loudly tell you, I'm taking his cheating ass back. Listen, <laughs> I can't even argue with that. Like, if, if, everyone, if everyone could move a little bit more discreetly on both aspects of it, it'd probably be best. Because, again, it's a, it's, it's a pride thing for us. It's a cheating. Like, you find out, like, yo, and I, speaking of someone who has been cheated on before, it's a pride thing. It's, Did you take her back? Fuck no. Okay. Like, like, that's one of the things where that's, I have very few hard no. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the cheating thing. I don't you cheat I'm out. Like I have very few and like and I can be the one where it's like, okay, we fall off, we can come back together, at least still be at least still be cordial. But you cheat on me, nah, that's because... Like, what are we going back to? You cheated. Like, nah, that's mad disrespect. And I put up with a lot of shit, so for you to cheat on me, I'm like, well, fuck you too then, bitch. <laughs> like, so, but nah, it just, it's, it's a pride thing. It, hurt, it hurts your pride. For As far as a man is concerned, it hurts your pride. More than anything else, like, I'm not... It hurts your pride, like, damn, like, she's like... You could it, 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 you like damn you wasn't enough for her bro she she had to go you wasn't doing something hell you talk about with some of your niggas they be like man you, what what did you do 
what did you do to make her do that? Like, whenever, hell, in breakups, period, man says, like, me and so-and-so broke up. It's like, damn, what did you do? Like, what happened? What you do? I'm like, I ain't do shit. She cheated. What you do to make her cheat? Nigga, nothing. But that's just is what it is. But I think the conversation that stuck out for me was a baggage thing. He was like, because I think Lauren still had those romanticized ideals about, you know, meeting someone with no baggage, which, hey, isn't fair because Lauren's got baggage of his own. If, you know, Lauren's got a five-year relationship not too far in his rear view. That, thank you for saying that because it wasn't. Also, another thing that I feel like we didn't really touch on, Issa's character has matured a lot this season, and you really saw that at the end of well, the last episode, whether it was how she reacted to the situation with Molly and, like, her points of giving, like, sound advice throughout the episode. Right. But then if you thought about, like, the entire season, like, she kind of gave sound advice the entire season. Issa, Issa stopped fumbling her bag as much. She still fumbled it at, at, at occasion, especially earlier in the season. But I think once she quit her job... This is when she really stepped into a new because, version of herself. Because it was kind of like she quit the safety net. The job was the safety net. Like, she always had at least some money coming in through We Got Y'all. And when she cut that out and she really got to grind and go get it, like, you know what I'm saying... Pressure busts pipes, but also makes diamonds. And she she decided to to become a diamond in a, in a sense. Which kind of segues? Yeah, what's up? Into our next topic. Yep. Talk. Unless there's more about insecure, you want to talk about? Uh, I'll save a value conversation for after we get into this segue. Okay. So if you know me, um, I've been kind of taking what Calvin referred to as a sabbatical from social media. But honestly, like, some of y'all be lying. Like, it's social media. It don't be having no effect on your life. Like, okay, good for you. It has one on me. Like, I can realize, like, if I get on social media too much and I make it a routine of, like, my everyday, like, I become a very negative person. And I feel like a lot of things that were happening to me this year, like, I was using Twitter as my means of, like, escaping and really dealing with what was happening because it was like, oh, like, I'm feeling depressed. Like, I could go make a joke about it, but I didn't have to, like, deal with it. And so I, what was it now? I'm on my third week of not being on Twitter. I've been doing, like, okay with Instagram, but since we're six weeks out from my birthday, I'm really doing, like, a cold. Cold turkey? Cold logging off. Um, So I've deleted all my social media apps. And then, okay, so I'm one of these people who's, like, who definitely can tell when she's, like, getting messages and, like, paying attention to what's happening around me. Right. Um, so I definitely, this weekend, I, I finally was like, all right, you got to get off of Instagram, delete so delete your Snapchat too, just, like, let that go for a little bit. We There's other things we need to work on. And I did that, and I was watching the episode of Insecure, and I was, like, really thinking about this season and how, like, Issa, you know, she quit her job and she took a leap of faith, and now she's like, she applied for that new job. Uh, yeah, yeah, she applied for the new job. She actually finally un- like unpacked her apartment. She unpacked her apartment, which I, was I the only one who was like, this is a cute apartment. No, it looked mad nice when she actually did some shit to it. I was yeah, like, it's right. like, okay, bitch, I see you. Um, and so, like, taking that from Issa, I was like, like, I paid attention to that. And the other day, like, two, I was on YouTube, um, and I saw, came across two videos. One, this girl was saying how, like, she literally went cold turkey on the internet completely. And then also did uh, 21 days, because it takes 21 days to start to create Before a new habit. habit. She also did 21 days of no internet and no music. And she doubled her business income. To, she, her goal was $10,000, and she did it just by, like, 
narrowing in and focusing. So she, what she did was like instead of music, she did audible books and audible books that were pertaining to like business acumen and right. um, encouragement, pieces of encouragement and all that good stuff. And like even like in her actual readings, the articles, the conversations she was having with her people and she able, was able. So she did a whole video on that. Mm-hmm. And then I came across another video yesterday and which this really brought me into like the idea of this topic. Um, the girl was saying how a lot of the times, like when we get in a rut, we just like, we start thinking like, oh, I want to live my best life. I want to live my best life. And it's like, okay, well, your best life doesn't just happen. There's work that creates well, and the best also, life. also, we confuse living our best life and self-care for ignoring our responsibilities. That's not how this works. Like, whenever, when, like, we, like, Brian, for example, uh, the grumpy old man I call one of my good friends, Brian. He like he's Mister Get Off My Lawn with a certain things. He was like, "Can we just retire living my best life?" Like you know that kind of grumpy old man voice. But he, but after you get past that, he was like, well, "I feel like people just say it just just to say it." Like it's like saying self care. Like you aren't doing part of self care is unpacking your shit and dealing with your shit. Self care isn't just waking up and going to brunch, doing yoga here and there, a sprinkle of positive vibes bringing a gallon of water for one day and affirmations on your timeline or posing for a picture to make people think like it's good a lot of self-care is undoing what's been done and relearning and figuring out new ways of being a better you and i think so shout out to my other friend jay my columbus friend jay i know too many jades um but she posted something and it kind of resonated with me it was like you can't get mad at not getting at, at not getting the results when you haven't put the work in, mm-hmm. like like we do this whole self care thing or you live your best life and we do it exactly how you described it where we kind of just like ignore ignore our responsibilities and just kind of like try. It's to just have, a social media post, but it is. But then after that high comes down and you're still in that same spot and you're like, what the fuck? Because you ain't do shit. Okay, so also another thing, I took a depression aptitude test. The other day to see like what level and one of the things it said that I have is a cyclomania which is like not bipolar Mm -hmm. but you I get like I get on an extreme of high and lows Mm -hmm. so when I'm in a low like it's extremely low because I need that other high again of like high self esteem high like win or something like that and I that was just a new medical term that I learned cyclophobia what is it cyclomania cyclomania um, Truth be told, I think a lot of motherfuckers have probably it. have cyclomania. <laughs> yeah, because I think I mean, again, we we. I'm not self-diagnosed. I'm gonna just take that back to my therapist and be, be like, like, "Can we hey, explore this?" But like a lot of people, because again, we use bipolar wrong. Like a lot of people like, "Oh my, yeah, I, I would never I, claim bipolar." Oh, oh my god, I'm so bipolar. No, no, no. You just have you have good days and bad days. It's not bipolar. There's a bit. It's just an extreme of a high and an extreme yeah, of a low. But and I do think a lot of people usually more associated with. Um, personality yeah. disorder but I, it just it just i hate you know me i hate when people just learn a new word attack a term to themselves <laughs> and they don't even know attach not attack attach a term and they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about yeah Same anyways really back in and the other video that i watched this girl is turning 20 
23 this year, or she just turned 23, and she wanted to see if what would what would happen if she wrote down 23 things that she wants to see happen in the next 365 days. So how can she change her life in the next 365 days? So it really got me thinking, like, what are my distractions in my life? And then on the other half of that is, like, where do I want to see myself in the next 360 days, especially with my birthday coming up? Like, people think New Year is, like, their time. For me, I stress, like, my birthday is, like, a super high for me, but also at the same time, I stress a lot during my birthday because I start thinking about, like, okay, like, I take my last year, like, review it, then figure out what I've done with my life, and then try and figure out, like, what's next in this next year of life. Okay, well, your homegirl is getting off of her parents' insurance this year, and then also, like, my little sister is going off to college, and I always told myself, like, once her senior year was over, like, because of my family life, that's when I really wanted to start living my own life. Like, once she secures where she's going and what she has going on, then I felt like now I have, like, free-range permission to do whatever I want to move on with my life. Which she, whatever. We're not getting into the details of that. Um, then I was talking to my best friend, and I was like, fuck, like, all right, like, it's here. So now I'm like, shit, like, do I want to stay in Cincinnati? Do I want to move? So I'm, like, exploring that and, like, figuring out, which everybody knows I've always wanted to move to Chicago. So it's like now I'm really at this point, like, is it time to move to Chicago? Or do I feel like there's a foundation enough for me to stay in Cincinnati and really build on my networking? Then I had that interview for that new job today, and I really hope I get it because this will put me in a new trajectory for a whole different career. And so I'm like, okay, like, what does your career look like? So I don't know. I guess I just wanted to have, like, an open discussion with you, like, can you recognize your distractions? And then everyone else, too, like, use our social media. Have a conversation with us. Like, do you guys recognize your distractions? And do you have, like, at least a top five list of things that you want to see happen for you in your next year? Like, whenever your birthday is into that next big age, do you know what your that year looks like for you? So for me, um, see, distractions is hard because I know there's a lot of distractions, but oftentimes – distractions can also decompress so you so for me it's trying to find a balance because i can get too tunnel visioned and where i'm like if i don't decompress everything kind of builds up and it becomes a stressor it becomes a stressor and then i explode in however way i it the explosion changes based off of the situation but it's like i may go off on somebody i love i may like you know some shit may shake whatever the case may be um so trying to balance the distractions and be the decompressing, I think is the one thing that I need to focus on. Um, also, I think I need to do a better job of writing down things, um, like legitimately not putting them in my notes app, not like legitimately posting note notebook planner writing shit down. Um, because when you see some shit, it's easier to know that okay, I got to get it done. Instead of when you put it in the notes app and then you forget about it. Um, shout out to CYBP. They, they did an event pr- a couple weeks ago about financial and they brought some people in. And he talked about like for the first 90 days, write down your budget. Not go, not use Mint, not use Clarity, not use any of these apps who will do it for you legitimately. two seconds from going back to getting them checkbooks out and every time I'm spending. Because I'm really like when you use that app like in the morning it gives you your balance or whatever. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like... Why did it change $200 in a day? Like, what the fuck did I spend my money on yesterday? And, I, like, sometimes I, like, miss things and mm-hmm. I miscalculate. I'm like, you need to just 
and even the homie um, talked about enveloping, like literally, like having an envelope with the budgeted out cash for in the, for different items. You know, the kind of like, all right, well, you go in the envelope, ain't nothing there. Well, <laughs> ain't nothing Sit there. your ass down. You're <laughs> in this there. weekend. Like, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing there. And so, um, but kind of thinking about that as far as like being able to just kind of write things down. Uh, to do whether it's to do list affirmations or whatever the case may be, and putting them in shit where I can see. Because um, for me, uh, my main thing is just making obviously making sure I'm financially secure. That's the main focus. Like, and but it's also making sure that that's not the only focus. Like making sure that I am in a better place, health, and have better health both physically, mentally, and spiritually. I think is the second thing. Um, and those are the two those are the two things that I'm really focusing on. And as again I saw a tweet that says like and it was about women, but it was like it's like women just women women don't run the race or some 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 corny shit, but it was like they just hang around the finish line and, and, and fuck with the winners. And I'm like, Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, it's true, so I'm gonna focus on winning. Like I'm not gonna focus on who's already next to you, next to you or who's Who's waiting at the finish line? Which I also think social media can make us feel that way too. Like you're, especially on Instagram, you are comparing yourself to people's highlight reels. Yeah, man. It's and we, I mean, we had this discussion, and it was like, cause, cause niggas don't post their bad moments. A lot of them, niggas ain't gonna post them going over for twenty. They're gonna post them going for thirty points, because I mean, we social media allows us to curate our online persona. And so you have to understand that everyone, everyone you interact with, you're not curate, not conversing, you're not connecting with them. You're connecting with what they want to see online. Mm-hmm. And so it's still social media has given to us a lot more than it's taken away, in my opinion, and the internet in general. But you have to be mindful of that. Oh, but oh, that. Um, I bet I still have it. Yes, I do. Did you see the Stakeum thread? No, I didn't. I didn't actually. Okay. Buckle up, people. I'm going on a ride. I'm going on a ride. I'll have Calvin like figure out the um, the thread link so we can put it in there so you guys can revisit it. I think it's like six, but I'm going to just read it to you. So they said it was last Thursday when I saw this, and it, this also got me to thinking, too, about the whole distraction things. And it said, why are so many young people flocking to brands on social media for love, guidance, and attention? I'll tell you why. Mind you, Steakum is a fucking, like, meat packaging subscription. Yeah, place. like, if, Steakum is like the, the ghetto-ass cheesesteaks your family used to make when back in the day. Like, Yeah. Um, I'll tell you why. They're isolated from real communities, working service jobs they hate while barely making ends meet. <laughs> they spell meat, M-E-A-T, so this tells you what we're working with. And are living with unchecked personal slash mental, mental health problems. They're crushed by student loan debt, <laughs> is your girl, disenfranchised by past generations, and are dreading the future of our world every day from mass media addiction and the struggle to not just be happy. And struggle to not just be happy, but to survive this chaotic time with every problem happening at once under a microscope. Sorry, that was jumbled up. My apologies. They grew up through the dawn of internet culture and have had mass advertising drilled into their media consumption. Now they're being resold their childhoods by remakes, sequels, spinoffs, and other cheap nostalgia, making them more cyn- cynical to growth or authentic- authenticity. 
wow. They often don't have parents to talk to because they say stuff like, you don't know how good you have it. And they don't have mentors to talk to because most of them have no concept of for growing up in the strange time, which perpetuates the feeling of helplessness slash loneliness. They have full access to social media and the information highway, but they feel more alone and anxious and depressed about everything and closed off toward anyone different from them. Young people today have it the best and the worst. There's so much to process and very few trusted, accessible outlets to process it all. So they go to memes, they go to obscure, absurdist humor. I was just thinking, Thursday is when I started thinking heavy about like distractions. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it. I was like, like, well, now that I'm not on Twitter, like, I'm not one to watch news because I don't watch television. Like, yeah, I watch Insecure, but literally, if you know me in my personal life, like, it's one TV show, everything else somebody would talk about, and I'll be like, I don't know. Like I don't watch TV. No, well, like if you want, if listen, if you if you want to like get mad at stuff, get like ask her how many like classic black like, black like TV shows and movies she's has not seen, and just go from there. If you if you if, almost none. Like if you want to if you want to get if you want to pull the card, like just go there. Um, but so for me, like. I get news alerts. I don't watch. I barely. I turned that off to uh, yesterday. I was like, I don't want that either. But see, from okay, so I do that. So I don't. I generally don't watch TV live. Only thing, only stuff I watch live is like sports. Everything else, but and insecure only because like I know the timeline will spoil it immediately afterwards if I don't. So you might as well watch it with them. Anything, whatever the case, but I get my news alerts only because I want I want to make sure I stay informed because y'all president fucking tripping and I want to make sure if we're in a world war but I know about it. Somebody will text me. <laughs> like um, but there's a there's a no and it, it'll be Tyler with a meme emoji me emoji talking about some <laughs> ooh bitch we at war <laughs> with the crying Jordan face over America. <laughs> Probably at this point. Um, but to me there's a balance. See I. T- I know for myself, I don't think I can just go fully, like, off the grid, partly because of my job. Just go fully, like, off the grid. You know what I mean? But there is something to be said for filtering um, things. Like, I, I make judicious use of my mute of my mute button and my mute keywords function. Like, I don't want to hear what shit y'all got to say about Bill Cosby. I don't want to hear shit y'all got to say about R. Kelly. I don't want to hear shit y'all got to say about... Because, like... Oh, the Bill Cosby shit. Like, I was so disappointed in so many people that I know. Like, I've just been on fault. Like, I mean, I wasn't on Twitter, but I was on Instagram. Instagram. And so many people I personally know saying the most ignorant things. I just unfollowed them. I was like, I, I can't allow you to think that this behavior that you're exuding and participating in it by still following you. And so... That's how I kind of narrow it down. Um, but as far as distractions, I think, I mean, part of it's willpower. I think part of it is just, there's always going to be distractions. Even if you cut off your phone and turn off, you know what I'm saying? Shit can, real life can distract you. Yeah, but, but you, it's like a decision. Like, I know what social media does to me, so I logged off. Yeah. I know that I can, just like that Twitter side, that Twitter, Twitter thread said, like you get caught up in like what's happening around you that you you're suddenly you're depressed and a lot of the things that are happening in the news right now it's depressing first of all most of us a simulation we all got to die at some point i don't fear death so for me like being off the grid quote unquote like 
I don't I don't I'm fear okay I don't that. fear death. I fear death before accomplishing everything I, I was sent out to accomplish. You're still a fear of death. But it's like I don't fear the act of dying, but that's one of the things where it's like I, I want to leave this place in whatever way I can better than I inherited it. But if you die, then you already did. I, I don't know. <laughs> Death is not something we control. We just know it's going to happen to us. Right. It's not some, it's like out of our league. I don't Most want to. Most people I, yeah. have a, like, some form of faith, right? Yeah. So if death comes to you, then you've accomplished everything you're meant to in this lifetime. I see your point. You can't speed up death. You can't call it. You can't, you can't bring it upon yourself. Even if you commit suicide, if it's your time to go, then it's, Yeah. you've, you've, you've lived your lifetime. That's at least that's how I view death. So that's why I like I have no fear of dying. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to, I I just don't want to die before my mama because I don't want her to go through that. I think that, that that's a fear of death because I because I just don't want her to have the, the. No, I think that's normal. Like yeah, I don't want her to have to, the pain of bearing a child. You my know what I mean? grandmother, she has buried two kids, and today she actually went to go visit. Um, my cousin just had her son, which makes my... That's another one of my grandmother's great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. She also has great-great-grandchildren. But that makes him one of her great-grandchildren. And she was sitting there waiting because my grandmother can't drive that much. But she was waiting for my cousin to come get her from my parents' house. And she pulled out my um, my uncle's alien card. And my uncle passed away in 2015. And it's just like... You know, like that's it sits with that parent, and yeah. I can tell like a lot of my grandmother's health depleted after my uncle passed away. Living with a broken heart, I mean, like that's legitimate. Like <laughs> people can die of a broken heart. Like how many stories have we heard of like these long term married couples? One dies, and then the other one um, like immediately like dies dies right, a- after. dies right after that. Like that's 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 what that is, and so broken heart or completion of life like maybe you know like but if, if, if that's your philosophy that whenever that that whenever you die you've completed all that you're meant to complete it makes sense um it's just you know so not i can't for argue, everyone but it's not, every, it's not for everyone i, I just I, want to say it as like a different outlook for other people so maybe that could help somebody else like view life differently right and so but that's that's kind of what it is but i think again it's, it all comes down to just having enough willpower and 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 enough good decision making because we know know what your triggers are and then once you find out what your triggers are you have to have the good decision making to stay away from them or at least actively try to stay away from them minimize the chance of you of you being able to get that however you need to move in order to do so and then that's where the willpower comes in because you can do all of these things but you still got to do the work at the end of it like you can minim- you can minimize the distractions. You can go off the grid, but if you're not doing the work, the fuck are you doing this shit for? Um, but that's just my topic on that. Um, and then obviously communicate with us in uh, in our in our social medias to kind of like continue the discussion. But um, one thing I did want to talk on a little bit um, before we wrap up here is is the baggage thing. Um, kind of like, I think at this point in our lives, as like mid to late twenties, because twenty seven is late twenties, right? Whatever. 
You know me, 25 and up, because y'all got mad at me when I called Nicki Minaj late 30s, but the bitch is. But she's thirty six. When are you calling it the late thirties? That's I don't. We, I, she closer to forty than thirty. Look, that's how I viewed it. You're, as long as you are closer to the upper age, before the other one, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to late happy hour still, so where is it? But at this point, I don't think we're gonna run it. You have to expect baggage at this point in your dating career. I think career life, because at this point. Ain't no one coming clean unless you unless you date somebody who was like either super young or super sheltered. No one's coming in without some sort of life experience to, to that influences their decision making. Whether it's a kid, a bad breakup, no relationship at all with just a bunch of situationships, trust issues, you name it. Everyone that you're going to encounter is going to have something, some sort of baggage, quote-unquote, that's going to influence their decision-making. Hell, like, the person I was with Friday got shook when a nigga that ghosted her like, just randomly popped up at, at this spot. Like, she told me the story about it and everything. But I was like, that's... While you two were out together? While we were out together, we was, we was out. It was like the last... Spot before we decided to go home, I, like like she dropped me off, went home type of deal. Um, was did she say anything while you guys were out? She just said so. She just said like she I guess she ran into she she saw him at the first the, the first spot we were at, but then didn't but it was one of those like I think I know you but I don't know from where type of deals according to her, and then. At the last spot we were at, she saw him again and then realized who that person was. So she came to me and she was like, yo, like we got to go. I'll explain once we leave, but we got to go. And I'm like looking around like, yo, who the fuck? What the fuck? Like, because now I'm on edge a little bit. Like whenever someone tells you, like, look, we got to get the fuck out of here now. Uh-huh. I'm on edge. Why do we got to get the fuck out of here? What's going on? Do I need to hit somebody? All questions that go through my mind. Was it her ex or? And so the story was some... A nigga that she was talking to, not an ex, probably one of those situationship type of deals, mm-hmm. completely goes off the grid, right? Ghosts, ghosts her completely. Bitch, but, if somebody ghosts me and now I'm out with another nigga, like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm going to let you know your girl's out here living her quote-unquote But I guess, life. like, Van, Van Du popped up with a whole-ass wife, like. Oh, so he was cheating on his wife with her. So, Something like that, I think, or like, either, or was probably talking to the both of them, and then kind of like chose the Got wife, married to the wife, so, something, whatever the case may be. But I'm, I'm like you, like I see, I, I feed off of negativity. Also a problem. <laughs> There's balance between you and her, but like, <laughs> like for me, but Alex calls them the ops. She was like, because I remember one time, I we it was me. Alex and a couple other people, and I saw somebody that I used to talk to. Um, and the Cincinnati is small, and so I just kind of like, and then I mentioned it, and I, I I pointed out who she was, and I was like, why did you tell me the ops was here? Like, why did you tell me the the enemies was here? I'm like, cause like it wasn't that it wasn't that big of a deal, but everyone views things differently, and I already told you she shorty like a shy, demure, kind of int- really like 
we we said that people claim introvert. Like, Shorty really introvert. Like, Shorty really shy. Um, and so everything handles it different. But I had to get used to, I think, last year, like 2016, 2017, understanding that whoever I decide to intentionally date is going to have baggage. I like that we're using this word intentionally. It's hard because I still I'm still I'm still not sure if I want to like go there yet because it's like one of those things for me is like I have my own trust issues my own baggage and my own fears of commitment and for in order and I keep it real with every person I meet like look like here's where I'm at I right told now. you I was talking about my therapy session while having sex while having sex or afterwards no wow that's a wild ass conversation <laughs> I just I'm just thinking of like. Like, just just to come back. Would you like me to paint the picture? Paint the picture for all audience, please. So, see. <laughs> please, please. No, because oh, I don't. He said something to me, and I was like, oh, honey, I don't, I don't fall in love. I break hearts. And then he was like, oh, I'm seventy percent sure you do. And then I started telling him how, like, one of my friends was like, oh, like I was like, oh my god, like right before I got here. Meanwhile, this is all while we we're having sex. During <laughs> the strokes is crazy. First of all, I was on top, so there's that. So you get to control of the conversation with the strokes. He was bound, He was like, yeah, but it was like closer to the end, anyways. And him and I like kind of just had that kind of. Okay. Dealing with each other where right. we can just say whatever. Yeah, we're really comfortable with each other that we can have like a whole conversation during sex. I've had enough of it that that should be normal at this point. Um, but he was like, "Oh, I seventy percent believe like that's truly who you are," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like my friend was like saying something very similar like right before I got here, and then I, then we just got into this whole tangent about my therapist saying that at some point I'm going to have to choose to intentionally date somebody, and then like we were just having a conversation about that, which is a healthy conversation, but doing it while getting the strokes. Is Why crazy. not? I'm again. Maybe I'm a believer. There's a time and a place for a lot of things, right? Like I said, we've had enough sex that for us, like having a conversation like that, totally, it's I, normal. I, I turn into a different person generally, and like, I, I get, was that too, but you know, I get very one track minded, and like, I turn, I start saying all types of like, sh- not therapist talk, but like, I start saying all types of shit. But I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But that's just me. But but it's kind of one of those things where it's like I understand my own issues. Like I have, I have trust issues, huge trust issues. I have commitment issues. Samesies doing a party. <laughs> <laughs> but and so, any conversation I would have as far as like making anything exclusive is is going to be difficult for me because it's like, are you really are you ready to kind of like? For lack of a better term, put all your eggs in one basket again. And what if twist on the perspective? You don't view it as putting all your eggs in a basket, but not playing with your other eggs. If I if I stop growing my other plants, they gonna die. No, that's if you stop growing plants. That's if you're not nurturing plants. This isn't a plant. We're talking about eggs right now. Eggs will still grow. They might be a little bit malnourished, but you know what happens even if you have a preemie? What happens? You can still bring it back to preemie incubator. Right. What if, what if you sat them in the incubator and nestled on top of this other egg, nurtured it, 
saw it into fruition and something came up of it. But aha, the basket isn't empty. It just didn't get nourished. So you just go back to that basket if this don't work out. However, <laughs> you're nourishing this one egg. So, so the likelihood of it working out will happen because you put enough attention into it. So basically, the translates this into like real nigga language right now. Um, you won't. So basically, instead of putting it all in one basket, ghosting the other people. Not ghosting. Saying, I'm going to go ahead and nurture this other egg. Yes. And then. If it don't work out, maybe we can. But you don't even have to say all that. You can just say, you know what? As a woman, how would you prefer that conversation? And I know I'm asking you. I don't you. know. I'm a nigga. I was like, I'm I asking you. I would straight up just be like, listen, no, no, let's be honest. If it's really me, I'd probably just be like, all right, I'm done with you. Like, that's where I am right now. Like, I'm at a point where I actually, you guys would be so proud of me, y'all. I went back and told a nigga that I really like him last week. Conveniently enough, that nigga's not here. I'll leave it at that. But he's. Not here right now. He'll be back later. <laughs> but I was so proud. I, I said it. I was like, you know, I like you. I want to see where this go. I'm not asking you for a relationship right now. I just want to put it out there that I see potential and I want to explore said potential. And he said, nigga, you know I like you too. And I was like, wait a minute. Because I'm a person who, like, I don't say it, but I need to hear that verbally. Like, I need the reassurance of hearing it. People who have love language of words of affirmation are are generally the most terrible at actually giving the said words of affirmation. Hello, it's me, your girl. But, like, words of affirmation for me and um, quality time, they are literally matched at the same. So, if, if even if you can't give me reassurance through your words, if you spend quality amounts of time with me, which are probably, like, the two clingiest most, but then... I don't like clingy niggas. <laughs> I don't know. Your whole shit's a goddamn oxymoron. <laughs> I do not like I think for me, like, like there's, like, me dating you versus me, like, having feelings for you. And once that having feelings for you switches, then it's, like, you're kind of meeting another layer of me. <laughs> come here. Come, come, come here. Suddenly I want to cuddle. <laughs> I want to see some. Come here. But um, what was what were you talking about? Um, so was we were talking about for so whenever I get to the point where I want to intentionally date, having that conversation about yes, that. yes. So I don't know me. Let's be real. I probably just be like, all right, I, I don't see any this going anywhere, and I'll put the attention in the person, which is what I'm doing now. Intentionally trying to date a nigga. Y'all pray for me, but that's my baby daddy, so it's fine. But you got to do the same. I don't know. I would assume that all the women you're dealing with would want you to honestly say something to you. But I and just so, but, feel like that's but, a three-word text right there and you can But, like, again, text. there's honesty and there's brutal honesty. And so I know I can't be brutally. Just put it soft. I, that's what I'm, I'm, Have the idea. Send it to a girlfriend. Because that's what I be doing when I want to text. Most of my texts come from my nigga friends. Like, legit, I my two guy friends, like, I'll be like, okay, I need to say this. Translate it. Translate this. And they'll, like, they'll, and I'm like, three sentences or less, you know how I feel about that. Because anything after three sentences, it needs to be a conversation in person. So, they'll set it up, and then, boom, I send it off. Hey, shout, hey, shout out to all the ghost writers out there. Yeah, who, a who, lot of my texts are ghost written. A couple of mine are. A couple of, <gasps> I got a couple ghost written texts when, see, but I have, like, See, I have an anger translator, and we're, we're starting to wrap up a little bit, but I have, like, an anger translator. When I get mad and I just I can't, like, fully verbalize it because I'm angry, I'll just like, bro, like, 
figure this out for me. <laughs> yeah, let's take this. I have an anger translator. Shout out to, shout out to the anger translators. I, too. I don't have anger, but I have a feelings translator. <laughs> My friends, they help me. But anything else we want to touch on we, before we wrap this I up? I think we went through all of the topics. We did. I think we did. Um, One final thing is, again, just with... Oh, wait, wait. What we t- we forget? Would you want someone to tell you if you're involved with your potential new mate? Yes. Yes. So, all right. So, so I had a conversation. And so a couple conversation with a couple people. And so the scenario was just like, if your homie, however close this person needs to be or whatever, had wasn't nothing serious. Like, it's not an ex, but it's like a fling or like a couple. Would you want them to tell you about it to like your new, to about like if they had a fling with your new potential partner and for me it's like i say yes because i want to be able to have all the information before i make any decision so if you see that like i'm fucking with shorty like and i've, I've had niggas call me like text me and like yo i have to tell you this because you my nigga like let me know and depending on the situation i might i, I may still go for it but i need to know the information Ahead of time, because I don't want to walk in. I don't want to walk into an awkward situation with a bunch of awkward energy, where everyone around me knows something I don't know. If, like if I'm if I'm if I'm in a spot with both you and and my girl, and everyone else knows that like y'all had something going on, and I'm the only one who don't who doesn't. I don't like that. Scenario. I don't like that scenario. That's my. Point. I be dating niggas that are friends, and they don't know. So I don't know. Uh, also, while we're here, because somebody brought it to my attention that one of you are out there asking people if they are one of my boyfriends, I'm going to need for y'all to mind your business, okay? When I say he's my boyfriend, it's just somebody that I'm dating. I don't actually do commitment. Mind yours. You got to control your hoes, buddy. <laughs> it's not even hoes. It's just other people who, like... Like, because, like... I, I don't... What makes you think, like, oh, let me go up to this person and be like... Because, listen, man... Maybe it's just because I'm a man, and, but like, but even somebody on my uh, IG was had a rant about nigga, people coming up to him saying thinking he was cheating on his girl, but like he had to tell them like, no, nah, me and my girl broke up. But like, maybe that was something they didn't want to talk about. Right, but but I haven't had no one come up to me on some on some like low key disrespectful like I heard you with so and so shit in a while. I'm so gonna be telling people if you know my friend who I'm dating. So the same, and that's why I like like going places where I ain't gonna see niggas. Because <laughs> cause you you pull up to you pull up to the wrong party. With, why does Apple iPhone only give you the option to say to like text people sometimes and not all the time? I think it depends on who's calling you. Jobs, job still he didn't do it. Tim Cook, I'm not none of them niggas. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. But um, but yeah. Mind the business that minds yours, and my dating life isn't minding yours. Also, if you ask me, I'm only dating one person right now. Well, at least also Maybe don't two. don't ask other niggas about me. Maybe three. Chill. <laughs> don't ask other niggas about me ever. Don't, like I, not nobody about me. Like if you if you don't feel comfortable enough asking me directly whatever you gotta ask me, you shouldn't be asking a damn question. Listen. But I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Just we're gonna leave on that note. <laughs> Let motherfuckers understand. Don't don't add, don't stop asking about me. 
Don't ask about. Don't ask nobody that might be involved with me about me. There's that on that. A hard ER, boy. It's Sally Smith. boy? That you sound like a straight plantation owner. Jim, what the hard? I did that on Saturday while we were at the. You did. I think you did it on a blast podcast. Yeah, I, think I probably did. It's Telly's fault because Nick Telly will just say it and then like Tell habitually. And you know, everybody on Twitter be doing it too. Bro, like. <laughs> but it's so funny. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know some of y'all just got offended. Oh my god. All right. Bye. Peace. All the we I know that I need you now. The key that I won't forget for your lost to Paris. Second Shift Production.